Oh, hi there. My name is Bonnie Lippincott, mom of two. During the transformation into motherhood, I learned I needed to trust my intuition, forgive myself, and know that I'm growing alongside my children. The title entry-level mom is meant to highlight the obvious. We have no formal training, but everything we need is already within our DNA. This podcast is connected to my book, Entry-Level Mom, and the goal is to share honest and vulnerable stories with friends to encourage each other. I hope you enjoy. In this episode, my sweet friend Brooke and I discuss pregnancy, birth, C-sections, and the importance of trusting one's intuition. Brooke and I have been friends for over a decade, and she is the mom of two amazing kids. Brooke shares her two birth stories and how she learned to be her own health advocate. We also discuss being thankful for access to modern medicine. I hope you enjoy listening to this episode. Hi, Brooke. Hey, Bonnie. Thank you for coming on. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so happy to be talking to you about birth today. Oh my gosh. (laughs) You look beautiful. Oh, thank you. So do you. (laughs) Thank you. So um, I have a little intro that I prepared. So Brooke, my dear friend, Brooke and I met in 2011 during work training in Austin, Texas. That means I've known you for 12 years. And we became friends after weeks and weeks and weeks of training. We're both BMED engineers, biomedical engineers, and moms of two. Our kids are actually both born within a month of each other, which means we were pregnant during the exact same time, which was very special. In fact, yeah. you were the first person I texted when I was when I found out I was pregnant. Um, and Brooke, you are a supportive, kind, smart, ambitious mother and friend, beautiful inside and out, and you're always striving to be the best mom you can be. I really admire that about you. And fun fact, you know that, Brooke, you love Pilates. I know that you love reading. You're constantly finishing a book a day, which your daughter has picked that up from you. I admire that. You love iced coffee. It's hot in Texas. And you love your husband, your high school sweetheart. So welcome. No, that was so sweet. Thanks, Bonnie. You're welcome. So um, I did prepare some questions to talk to get us started about talking about birth because it's been a while. You know, our kids are six and four, but I know that when we were pregnant and were going into labor, we were texting each other so for support. And I think your birth stories are, well, you're also a natural storyteller, but uh, I think they're amazing stories. So I'm going to ask you some questions, okay? Let's do it. (laughs) Before we discuss birth, can we discuss both of your pregnancies? Yes. I I actually think it's important um, because of how my birth stories ended up. So my first birth or pregnancy, my first pregnancy was with my daughter, Emmy. So um, it took us a while to get pregnant. We didn't really expect it to be an issue. Um, We had to do a couple of rounds of some medication to kind of help me ovulate, which I wasn't expecting. We even had a miscarriage um, pretty early on in my first pregnancy. But in spring of 2016, we got pregnant with Emmy and I was just over the moon excited. You and I both we're so excited to be mothers. It was something we had thought about and prayed about for a long time. 
and I was just so ready to be pregnant and to grow this little life inside me. And um, for the most part, it was a pretty smooth pregnancy, especially given the fact that I had had a miscarriage before her, you know, getting past that first trimester was such a huge relief. Um, second trimester was a lot of fun. And then the third trimester hit. And, um, you know, there's a lot of challenging things with being pregnant, even in a healthy pregnancy. But um, I got so bloated and I just couldn't breathe. And there are a lot of things going on that my doctor didn't really seem concerned about, but were really hard for me. Um, and it all led up to at about 38 weeks, I went into the hospital with um, really high blood pressure. And so um, what we didn't realize was this whole time I had been struggling with gestational hypertension. So high blood pressure while pregnant. And um, it just kind of went under the radar because it wasn't super high, but it was high enough to make me really uncomfortable until that night um, when I went into the hospital and they took my blood pressure and it was like, I think it was like 170 something over 100 teens or something like that. And they were like, well, congratulations, you're having a baby today because you can't, you can't stay at this pressure. You're heading towards preeclampsia, which is a very, very scary thing to face and to talk about. Um, so I'm really grateful that, you know, I had some symptoms that made me think maybe we need to go get seen. And that's something that I learned that I wanted to share with, with other new moms or expecting moms is trust your gut. You know, if, if something is off, even if somebody who's a medical professional tells you, Hey, it's probably fine. Or that's normal. Like pursue what you feel to be your truth. So I really felt like something had been off for weeks and weeks. And it turns out I had been, I had been sick and they just, it wasn't quite enough for them to think it was a big deal. Um, and if we hadn't caught it in time, it would have been a very big deal. There's a chance, um, that I would not be here today. So the, that night at the hospital, they started some medicine. Um, I think it's magnesium that they give you along with a couple other things. And I'm telling you, Bonnie, it makes you feel like crap. So not only <laughs> was I puffy and I was bloated and I was tired and I had been um, having some contractions at this point. And of course, they're starting me on Pitocin to get things moving, to get this baby out. But then I was puking and all of the other things that come with this medicine, which is a beautiful life-saving medicine. It's supposed to keep you from seizing. Like I understand why I had to have it, but I tell you what, I would not recommend it. Zero out of 10 stars. because <laughs> Zero out made, of 10. Zero oh. out of 10. It made me so sick. So, um, you know, you, when you haven't been in labor before, you're like, okay, it's time. I'm so excited. I'm going to go have this baby, no matter what the circumstances are. And you're like so ready to get there and get it done. What most people don't realize is that it takes a really long time when you're in labor. Um, unless you're maybe not a first time mom. Um, so I was there, you know, laboring for a really long time. And up front, I was like, give me the, the medicine. I am going to do the drugs and get this pain taken care of. I, I applaud the women who don't go that route. If that is what they feel empowered to do. I also applaud the women who are like me, who are like, Nope, me don't too. have anything to prove. <laughs> no. Give me yeah. that epidural right there. Yeah. Give me the epidural. <laughs> so, um, 
I, you know, had been in the hospital for almost a day at this point and they, it was, we were getting closer and we had gotten the epidural and it was getting time to push. But remember, I'm on this medicine that makes me feel really, really sick. I felt really weak. Um, her heart rate kept dropping. They even stuck a little sensor inside, like on her head, which again, I was like, this is a thing they do. Okay, do whatever <laughs> you need to do. Keep her safe. Um, and so we started pushing and I had to like pause and throw up in between pushes because of how sick oh. this medicine had made me. Yeah. Yeah. Again, oh, zero out of 10 stars. So, um, four hours of pushing later and she just wasn't progressing. Um, sure. and another thing that I didn't realize because of the movies is when you're pushing, you have to hold your breath. So like you take some breaths and then you hold and you push kind of like, when you got to poop really bad and it's not quite coming out, you know? Yep. Um, and holding your breath is hard to do while puking. And so, <laughs> um, and you've, of course, when you're in labor and you've gotten the meds, you're not allowed to eat anything either. And so at this point, like there's nothing on my stomach, but like, I think ice was allowed at some point. I don't, it's all kind of a blur, but, um, about four hours into pushing, my mom, who had driven up to St. Louis, which is where I was at this time, she had driven up all the way from Dallas to St. Louis um, while I was laboring. It's like a 12-hour drive. And she arrived, and she was holding the puke bucket for me while I was trying to push. And we looked at each other, and I was like, get her out, safe. I can't do this anymore. And so the doctor came in and said, now listen, I will let you push about 45 more minutes. But after that we need to call it because her heart rate keeps dropping. You know, I think her head might be turned in a way where she's just not coming out. Um, and so there is an OR that's open right now. And if you say the word, we'll go get her. And you know, you can be done. Because <laughs> at this point, I just four felt like- Four hours. Four hours, hours of pushing while puking. You know? While puking. Next level. Yeah. And I just, when you, when you're pregnant and when you're a mother, it carries on into their life. You'll probably agree with this, but it feels like you are solely responsible for this creature, this person, this, you know, soul. And so I was like, what a decision. I don't know what the answer is. This is my first time here. Uh, you know, they say like, it's my first rodeo. It's my first labor. So <laughs> I just looked at my mom and I was like, what do I do? And she's like, you go get this baby out. And I was mm -hmm. like, let's go. Let's, you know, I have tried so hard and I felt, I felt defeated. I felt embarrassed that I couldn't do it. You know, like I couldn't do it the way other women and all these other mothers had done it before me. But in the end we went to the OR she was out like in seconds, it felt like. You know, I heard that beautiful cry when she came out. And the amount of relief that I felt, Bonnie, it was insane. Just knowing, okay, she is safe on this planet. Like, you know, no more heart deceleration, no more, you know, being stuck in my pelvis. I was holding my husband's hand um, until that moment where she came out. And then as soon as I heard her, I just felt flooded with relief that she was here. To the point where I let his hand go and basically went to sleep. <laughs> and he thought I had died. <laughs> Aaron, oh. You're yeah. like, she's safe. Good yeah, oh. yeah. Um, my husband's name is Darren. And he, he was like, I thought you were gone. I thought I had this newborn and I had 
a dead wife on the table because you just immediately passed out because oh. it was so much work. Exhausting. Absolutely exhausting. exhausting. Yeah. So that's how Emmy came into this earth. Um, <laughs> Thank you for sharing. It was a little traumatic. I'm not going to yeah. lie. Yeah. And the expectations we put on ourselves too, right? Of I remember I felt guilty with the epidural and I felt guilty when, you know, Max came out and I thought that that was really traumatic for him too. And yeah, being the soul, like solely responsible for their, their well-being as well. But I like that lesson that you shared of trusting yourself and just trusting yourself above. above yeah. Others. But it is your first rodeo and there's so many micro decisions that you, I, I didn't, I wasn't planning on having to make. When you looked at your mom and said, well, what do I do now? I can yeah. totally relate to that. Yeah. It's, you know, you are the one person who's supposed to know your child the best, even when they're in, in your own body. And in some ways you do, but it just feels like there's either way too much information out there because everybody has an opinion these days, or there's nothing out there that like really tells you what you need to do. And you just have to, at some point, trust your intuition of this is what's right for me. This is what's right for my baby. And that's what I'm going to go with. Yes. I love that. And I love the way you told the story too, of all the factors, because four hours of pushing, it's, it's exhausting. You were that exhausted that you literally fell asleep when, I mean, yeah. when your baby came out, that's wild. Yeah. <clears throat> and the factor of the ORs open, but 45 more minutes. I mean, it's yeah. Yeah. Crazy. And you had to recover. You recovered both both ways, right? Because you were pushing, but then also a C-section. I remember, yeah, post postpartum with you with that. But it was very difficult postpartum. I mean, having pushed for so long, you've exhausted and and you know worn out that side of things, and then to be cut open <laughs> in a surgery, <clears throat> your your body doesn't recover as well. Because you've been through the trauma of trying to push and then also the trauma of the surgery, which is why with our second, um, my son Theo, when I t spoke to my OBGYN about how the birth should go with him, I was not a candidate for a VBAC, which is where you have a vaginal birth following a cesarean section because there's just so much risk involved. Um, depending on why you had a C-section, for me it was because she got stuck. Um, I even hemorrhaged after with her a couple days later after I got home. And so they were like, you could literally rip your uterus apart and kill you both if you tried for a VBAC and we didn't catch it soon enough. So I was like, say less again. I'm going to feel good. <laughs> but my intuition, which is we're just going to schedule a C-section. And Bonnie, it was beautiful. Oh. 10 out of 10 stars. <laughs> <laughs> 10 out of 10. 10 out I of remember... 10. I remember when you texted me with, with your second born, how it felt like a, a redemptive experience from your first. Oh, yes. I love that it, you said that. It really was. It felt like redemption because in the first one, I felt like every single step was hard. Just like getting to the labor part, I couldn't do it without getting sick. And then, you know, pushing, I couldn't do it without getting sick. And in the surgery, I, you know, passed out after giving birth and like my stats went crazy and my husband thought I was dead. So to schedule a C-section for my son, I showed up, my hair was done, I had makeup on, I wore a cute little gown, I was like, let's do this, we rolled in, and then 45 minutes later he was out, and I was like skin to skin, awake and conscious while holding my infant, which did not happen with Emmy. 
Um, I was able to breastfeed immediately, which was a high goal for me. And so it just was beautiful and smooth. And it was because I trusted my intuition, knowing what had happened with my first and just trusting my body. Like we can do this. We've done this once and this, this is going to be even easier. And it was like night and day difference. Mm, I love that. You can do this. Yes. I love that. Yeah. But then I stopped at two because that was enough. (laughs) Yeah. Well, with your blood pressure too, I remember you shared that you felt your blood pressure in the roof of your mouth, like a thumping. Yeah, yeah. So it's not a standard hypertension or high blood pressure symptom. So when I tell my doctors this, they always look at me like I'm crazy. But I, I learned my tell basically. So with my my pregnancy with my son. I had to keep an eye on my blood pressure from the beginning. I had moved states. I had a new doctor. I told her the story about what happened with Emmy. And so we were very careful watching for blood pressure signs with with Theo, my son. And um, I actually ended up in the hospital with gestational hypertension with him at about 21 or 22 weeks pregnant, I think, which is a really scary time because, as you know, they consider viability at 24 weeks. So they were like... If, if you go to a preeclampsia, we have to take him out. And like, there's like little to no chance of him being able to survive. But fortunately, we, you know, with the hospitalization and keeping an eye on things, I went to modified bed rest for the rest of his pregnancy. And we were able to keep my pressures down enough until the last month of pregnancy. And we scheduled a C-section for, again, around 38 weeks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I remember when you were hospitalized, it was a scary time, but I'm glad everything worked out and you trusted your gut and shared your medical experience after changing states too. That's a lot of responsibility to do, to find a new provider. Oh gosh. Yeah. And that's another thing that I really wish um, for other new moms to learn is to be an advocate for your own health. You know, take notes in a journal or, you know, keep track of things for yourself. How are you feeling? What is it like? Because you're, you're the best person to know your history and then you can give them the best picture for what's going on based on that. Like we talked about a second ago, the roof of my mouth was my tell. So if I felt like pressure in the roof of my mouth, I would go get my cuff and take my blood pressure reading and it would be high, like almost all the time that I felt this weird thing in my mouth. And so (laughs) I just, you know, consistently did that, took those numbers down, reported them back. And because I had a higher risk pregnancy, I got to see the doctor every two weeks. I got to see Theo on ultrasound every two weeks, which was really fun because they look for a couple different things. Um, and he is here and safe and healthy. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Thank Thanks. you. Yeah. I have a question. What was something that you did to prepare for birth that was helpful? And what was something that you did that you didn't quite use when you were preparing? <laughs> Yeah. So preparing for birth, I took a class at the hospital. A lot of hospitals will offer classes. They're not usually free, but they're relatively inexpensive. And it's a whole series. It's like how to diaper, how to swaddle, but also talking about labor. Um, And usually there's other couples in the room and you can kind of share stories. They're usually all around the same gestation period. So I felt like the class was really helpful, just setting expectations on a few of the different things. I don't know how I missed the memo about not breathing during pushing. (laughs) Maybe I should have taken a more intensive labor class and not just parenting class. Um, but I do think the class was overall helpful because there's just so much to learn and it was kind of an organized way to start absorbing it. 
Yes, Ryan and I took that class too. It was helpful just to remember how to diaper, like you said, and ours also talked about different things that could happen what you know the or suite setup or what an epidural tube looks like did they bring yeah. any materials that was kind of nice yeah to and it kind of took the fear away because when you see something and you get to talk about it and learn about it then in the moment where they're shoving the needle in your back you're like okay i know what's happening take the deep breath think about happy thoughts and it, <laughs> it was fine yes yeah you're right it demystifies it i've seen mm -hmm. that tube before yeah that's helpful yeah um and then what did you do to prepare that you didn't use or that you, anything, anything that you did to prepare that wasn't useful? You know, I think the biggest thing is all babies are very different. So I would talk to friends about their experiences and their infant days. And first of all, I think intentionally we forget, we forget how hard it is. So if I asked a friend who had a three-year-old, you know, she's got the rosy glasses of a toddler looking back on her birth and newborn days. Um, and I just think that every baby comes out and has a special set of needs that you have to figure out. Um, and so I think in some instances, talking to the friends, well, I don't say it wasn't hurtful, but in a lot of ways it set expectations that I couldn't meet with my kid because each of my babies had colic and, and, you know, one of my babies had, um, reflux and so these things are just not things that they had necessarily encountered and so when they were talking about oh the newborn days are easy my baby eats and poops and sleeps and you know just carry them around like that wasn't our experience and so in some ways it just felt like what did we do wrong or like how did we mess this kid up already <laughs> so uh, that would be the one thing that I would say is kind of nuanced and how helpful it was yeah that's so true everyone's experience is different every baby is different and every delivery is different. That's true. Yeah. 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 Circling it back to the delivery itself. Yeah. Nowhere did anybody expect me to be in there on that medicine, pushing for four hours and ending up in a C-section, you know? So I, again, just can't compare with what other people have experienced because it's unique. Right. Right. One thing I didn't realize was baby, um, the baby had to descend down into my cervix. So when I was going in for delivery, they the providers would say, your babies are very high because I did elective inductions. And I thought, yeah. what does that mean? <laughs> and so I was kind of looking up like different stages of labor. And with all the preparation I did, I somehow missed that factor. <laughs> so oh I learned throughout and I learned new things on my second delivery too. Yes. I thought, how did I not, how did I miss this? Or, um, yeah, I think... Yeah, everyone's experience is different. Thank you. Or like the mucus plug. I mean, let's be real here. That sucker came out and I was like, what just happened? You know, nobody had <laughs> talked to me about the mucus plug. I was walking a track with my husband. You know, you're supposed to walk at the end to try to kind mm -hmm. of get things moving. And went to the bathroom and my world has changed ever since. Look it up, ladies. <laughs> Look it up. Plug. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, certain things are definitely omitted or forgotten, like you like you yeah. said too. Yeah. Um I think you, you shared this in both your stories, but what was one thing that you liked about each of your births? Well, I think with Emmy's birth, it was really a survival story, to be honest. I am just overwhelmed with gratefulness that I live in a time where we have the modern medicine and I was privileged enough to have access to that, that we both lived. I think that, um, you know, in a lot of different circumstances, one or both of us would have been either severely 
injured or you know sick or not have made it so it's weird to say that I am like the thing I like the most is that I had access to that care and that we made it out okay um mm. and then with with my son with Theo I just loved having it scheduled like a a massage you know you book it it's at noon at the hospital you show up fill out your paperwork sign your little forms and in you go <laughs> come out with a kid it was great that's amazing Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Thanks, so, Brooke. So don't shy away from those scheduled C-sections. It's it's a pretty nice mm -hmm. it's a pretty nice way to do it if if your health is at the place where that's the right choice for you. Mhm. Mm yeah, I love that. I also like how during your stories you shared how you gave into the process, you know, mm -hmm. you factored in all, took in all the factors and then made your choices, but it, it seemed like you were like giving into the way that the babies wanted to enter the world, you know? Yeah. I love that. Yeah. You're so amazing. Oh, well, thank you. So <laughs> are you, Bond. <laughs> thanks. Well, thanks for discussing your birth, your birth oh, yeah. stories. This Happy was to great. Share. And now they're all healthy. Look you at know. that. And your past, you closed that chapter and moved mm -hmm. on. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> oh, yeah. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening. The book Entry Level Mom will be available December 2023. Details will be listed at the website booksbybonnielippincott.com, all one word. If you want to follow along, my Instagram is booksbybonnielippincott, separated by underscores. TikTok is Entry Level Mom, and email is booksbybonnielippincott at gmail.com. Have a great day, and please remember to be kind to yourself.